0: Yo, (laughs) thanks again for checking out another edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle, but you know that by now. (laughs) If you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. You can find it just about anywhere. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, Overcast FM, Pocket Cast, Google Play, YouTube, Instagram, you name it, we're there. So you have no reason not to subscribe to the podcast. All right, so check it out. Today, man, I, I just want to talk about, um, just want to reminisce for a second, man. I, I think uh, as we get older, obviously, uh, we have the time and the uh, capabilities of looking back and reflecting on things and you know, just kind of reminiscing and, and waxing poetic about how things were. And then you can, especially once you get to a point where you get older and you have children, uh, you know, you can look back and say, well, you know, things are a little different when I was coming up, you know, so uh, today, man, I just want to talk about some of the things that you might have missed. Um, many of you who listen to this podcast are probably just a little bit younger than me right? (laughs) So, you know, you didn't come up in the eighties and the nineties. So a lot of great stuff happened in the eighties and nineties, man. And, you know, I'm not here to necessarily crap or dump on the new generation or the millennials, if you will, (laughs) I guess that's what they call you guys. Um, but you know, just, you just, if you didn't come up in the eighties and nineties, yo, you just, you just missed it. I mean, like there's a lot of stuff you just missed. Um, So yeah, today, man, I just want to talk about some of the things that you probably missed that were just really, really dope. Um, First and foremost, obviously technology was different back then in the 80s and 90s because my generation was probably the last generation to, or one of the last generations to grow up actually without the internet. Like, the internet didn't become a thing until like I was in my 20s. <laughs> so, um, so you know, it was just a different type of lifestyle. So you weren't able to necessarily go and press a button to find out any and everything you needed. You actually had to do a little bit of research when it came to school. Um, but I'll get into that in a little bit later. Um, so technology, uh, I guess that's probably where I should start. Um, like take TV, for example, in the 80s and 90s. You know, TV was just different. Like you, you missed the days of three channels. <laughs> I mean, back in the day, there was three channels, ABC, NBC, CBS, that was it. Like there was no direct TV. There was no, you know, multiple thousand channels and all of that stuff like that. So um, that was dope about the eighties. And, and it was so much the, more so the eighties than it was the nineties, but you had three. And then if you had a special TV, you might've had a fourth channel. Um, <laughs> I can't remember I think it was UVH or something like that I can't even remember the name of it But it really wasn't a channel It was more like public access, I guess Um, So yeah, that's all you had, man Back in the 80s You know, it was just three channels So TV was different It was really, really different And then, like, I remember I think it was like 1981 or 82 uh, Where we got cable TV Cable TV changed the game, right? I mean, because There was nothing better than, you know, because for one, it was all of these different channels and it had different things on it. And it was just dope because, trust me, if you go from having three channels to like 35 channels, (laughs) I mean, like you're really going to relish in having, you know, multiple channels. Um, One of the things that I remember from TV from the 80s, man, was really, really, uh, actually to me was quite horrifying. Um... (laughs) Was that uh, TV channels actually signed off at night. (laughs) I mean, like, so let me break it down for you. Like, so you you, this is what you missed. You missed at 2 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Your local TV station would sign off, meaning that they would play like America the Beautiful and I think like the Star Spangled Banner and then the TV would go blank. Like, you would just be looking at a fuzzy screen. And, like, I remember a couple of times in my childhood staying up late or maybe I was, I don't know if I was up late or I just be, happened to be going to the bathroom or something and the channel went off. And, I mean, like, for me, that was scary because it's like every, like all of your communication was cut off. Uh, so, you're just looking at a fuzzy screen. And, and so, like, that was just really, really, of course, you know, once you got cable TV, and that was another thing that was dope about cable TV, um that you missed was that that was the era where, you know, channels didn't go off at 2 a.m. But if you were a little kid and you were fortunate enough to stay up at 2 a.m. to see the channels actually sign off, to me, it was horrifying. (laughs) I mean, other people probably thought it was cool, but you missed that, man. You missed that era of, um, you know, channels actually signing off. Another thing, when you speak of technology, it was different that you missed. You missed the the the, the, the phones back in the day. I mean, like in the 80s and 90s, you had, <laughs> I mean, shout out to rotary phones. I mean, like you, God forbid you had an emergency and you had to dial on a rotary phone, a rotary phone. And for those of you who don't know what I mean, look it up. I mean, you you'd have to actually punch in those numbers and do the little circle thing. And I mean, like it took forever to make a phone call. Um, but it was dope, man. It was dope. I always thought it was real cool. And I mean, rotary phones, they they had a certain look about them. Um, they were just different. Obviously, like I said, you, you missed that era, man, because it was just, it was a cool looking phone. Now, again, it wasn't fast by any means, uh, you know, as far as you dialing numbers or anything like that, but the rotary phone was pretty dope. Um, you missed the, the, the dial up era and that was right before the internet came through, uh, you missed the, the dial up, you know, where even like when the Internet was just really, really coming about in the early 90s. Um, you had most people had like the AOL and you you, had, you actually had to dial up. and You get that crazy AOL sound or what have you um, as you try to connect to this thing called the Internet <laughs> or excuse me, as we called it back in the early 90s the world wide web <laughs> so that was different too um another thing that was different too before the advent of cell phones was uh pages beepers man um yo man shout out to the beepers man i, I had i w- of my friends i probably was the last one to uh let the pager go <laughs> yo i i remember it was like late nineties, it's probably like 96, not 90, nah, it had to be like 97, 98. I just moved here to Atlanta from South Carolina. And yo, I just I would always ride around like with you know mad quarters in my ashtray because I don't smoke so I put a whole bunch of quarters in my ashtray so somebody paid me, you know, you stop at the payphone. Shout out to the payphones. I mean like <laughs> there are no such things as payphones these days. You would be if you see a payphone on a street Take a picture of it. Because I don't... At least where I live, pay phones are non-existent. It's almost like seeing a dinosaur walking down the street. Um, so yeah, pay phones. So I would have pages. I mean, I would have, you know, a pager and I'll have mad quarters. So you page me, stop, pull over, you know, because I didn't have a cell phone. Pull over, yo, hit them, hit them back. Yo, somebody paged me from this number. <laughs> yo, you missed... The the pager era was real cool because everybody had everybody who had pagers, you know they tried to trick them out, make them look fly, you know they, they had a, you know the ones that kind of lit up and stuff, and you know you could make them look real, you know, get them in different colors and stuff. Um, and you know it didn't really cost a whole bunch of money to you know get a pager activated. I think it's like thirty bucks or something like that. Maybe not even that. You know, get it activated, keep it on for like a, a month or so, and um, then you just re-up. You know, with your page, and all you got to do is keep you know keep fresh batteries. Now, um, put you up on game. If you missed it, uh, you know one of the biggest things that you could say back in the day, somebody paid you, you say, yo, I ain't get the page, my battery died. <laughs> that's what you say to the ladies when they hit you up you someplace you ain't supposed to be or you can't hit them back you're like yo i ain't get the page man my, my battery died i gotta get some new batteries you know you could always blame it on batteries so that was always cool man so you know like i said technology was it was it was different man and then the advent of cell phones cell phones was just i mean that came like late 90s but if you missed the 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 early if you miss the 80s and the 90s man you miss some great times as far as technology because like i said when you compare it to how things are today man it's literally like night and day um obviously another part of technology computers um (laughs) i remember back in like mid 90s you know like you you were dope if you had a word processor i mean like that really wasn't even a, a computer that was just a a fly typewriter (laughs) so you know if you had a fly typewriter you know that was you you were you the man like i remember going to college having a word processor and that was just dope and so um you know it wasn't about a laptop or anything like that you know because obviously those things uh were just coming into their existence you know if you had a computer you had a big heavy desktop computer um, and that wasn't something that you're going to be lugging around, you know, so you probably, you might've had one in your house. Most people had it, you know, had access to them in a, in a library or a school or something like that. I remember my, my first vision of a computer was like the early eighties, um, the Apple computer, um, with the floppy disk. Uh, that, that was like, and that was dope because like we, I remember having it like first grade and we, you know, we'd go to the library and we play little silly games on it. And that was it. Um, and I think my family, we, I think we got our first computer, it was like 84, 85. Um, but again, you didn't do much on it. <laughs> it wasn't like you were doing homework on it. So, you know, definitely come a long way. But if you missed that era, you missed the the original Steve Jobs, you know, Apple computer, which was pretty, pretty dope. Uh, you just, like I said, not, not anything wrong with your era, but you just missed it. I mean, you just missed it. Um... Obviously, obviously another thing that was totally different um back in the in the 80s and 90s was the radio the radio was um really to be honest the radio was everything i mean like you always heard the dope songs on the radio if your music was getting played on the radio then you were somebody it wasn't <laughs> i mean it wasn't cool to be underground because the underground was non-existent really i mean like you either you either got airplay or you didn't um and you know back then man a lot especially for when you when you think about in, in the in the 80s and mid i say mid 80s you know particularly with a genre like hip-hop uh, you know, all you really, really wanted to do was get your music played on the radio. That was it. I mean, that was a huge accomplishment to get your music played on the radio and to, you know, for your friends and family to hear your songs. That's it. I mean, like, Cats wasn't really worried about money because, you know, wasn't really a lot of money into music at the time. At least that form of music as far as hip hop is concerned. But um, you had to go to radio. You know, now it's a lot different. Personally, I don't listen to the radio, so I really don't know, you know, what's on it. I know it's a lot of BS on the radio nowadays, but you know, 80s and 90s, yo. If you if you missed, I mean, you just missed a good era because you know so much great music came on. And I remember, you know, you had (laughs) you had to have your boombox. Shout out to the to the cassette tapes because you. Let me tell you how you had to do it, right? You had to get your you like let's say something like um let's say like the quiet storm let's say your local radio station played the quiet storm which is where you know late night dj comes on he's playing all the dope slow jams so you want to make yourself a little tape right so you got your boom box you got your cassette shout out to uh uh, the the 120s (laughs) uh so you get your little cassette pop it in and you're recording it right you and you're recording it from the radio and what you're trying to do is you're recording it you got to hit, you know, record pause when the guy comes back on. Because you really don't want nobody talking over your song or whatever. You know, but, um, you know, so you try to make your songs or whatever. And then sometimes, like, you get pissed off at radio because back in the 80s and the 90s, you know, dudes would, they would play songs. But then they wouldn't say who the song was by. So, like, particularly if you listen to a, a R&B song or a hip-hop song, you know, you listen to the music and it's like, wait a minute who sang that song you don't and you know again there's no internet so you have to kind of either get it from word of mouth or somebody's got to break it down for you as to who this who made this song so it was just different man but the radio was dope um and again that's where you heard a lot of music a lot of new artists um a lot of you know talented people if you will i don't necessarily know how talented it is but you know nowadays but um, or talent driven it is, but I do know, you know, 80s, 90s, you know, if you didn't see it, or you didn't hear it, I mean, you just missed it, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, you just missed, it. <laughs> you just missed it, um, speaking of music, um, 80s and 90s, what can I say, you missed a good era, I mean, you missed the, even, Let me, you know what, let me back up, man. 80s, you missed some great, great, Music um, I'll just start by With with two people And I, I mean like I could I could make a whole Another podcast About how dope Music was in the 80s And how dope It was in the 90s But I'll but I'll, I'll take you back To the 80s In its prime um, Two artists man That just You know Obviously jump out To me Michael Jackson And Prince Um <laughs> You would be hard-pressed to find anybody who could say anything about either of these artists. And, and really, there was, there was a, a debate that was constantly going on about who was better, Prince or Michael Jackson. Um, was Prince better? Was Michael Jackson better? Which album was better? Was Purple Rain better? Was Thriller better? Uh, that argument, that discussion, depending on where you were in the 80s, probably could start a fight (laughs) at the very least somebody might get slapped so it was dope man um and to me it's not even close uh the prince is better and i love both artists don't get me wrong love both artists you know had all i had the michael jackson you know thriller jacket back in the day um you know purple rain i saw that at the movies had the, you know i had the, the album um so it was just it was incredible man like i said you just missed it. it you missed a very good era of musicianship um you missed it you also missed the era and I, and i think about you know particularly in the 80s like when you listen to singers singers in particular man you really missed the era where singers sang about love i mean you know <laughs> a man would be (laughs) singing a song and he would tell you know he's talking to his woman about how much is how much he loves her and how much he wants to please her and you know if he wants to make love to her and everything and it was just it was very very playeristic very sensual very calming very appealing to listen to when you think about 80s music um particularly on in the r&b sector um. Started to get away from that toward the (laughs) nineties and then once two thousand came, I mean, you know, the train went off the track. I mean, you know, you listen to radio now, uh you listen to music now, particularly let's just say R and B, you know, it's about you know it's about sex and there's nothing wrong with that, but everybody sounds the same. And it there's no variety no and there's nobody singing about how they feel and they're not singing about love, they're singing about sex, and there's a difference. And if you don't know the difference, look it up but um but yeah you missed you missed some great you missed a great era of love baby making music song i mean and it's not to say that that doesn't exist now but not as much uh but the 80s in particular man you missed a great era you missed a great great era um what else in the 80s you also missed uh, the explosion of hip-hop. I talked about it a little earlier. Uh, yeah, you you missed... You missed Run-DMC. <laughs> I, I'll just put... I, I can begin and end right there. You missed Run-DMC. Uh, King of Rock. You missed that. And that was... That was, you know, for a lot of kids, their introduction to hip-hop. Um, it was called rap back then. Um, and what was interesting was, you know, back then in that era... You know, people thought rap was going to be a fad. It was something that was going to come and go. It was going to pass. It was it was, because it was supposed to be like disco. It wasn't going to be around for long, you know, so you could enjoy it. And people really, really crapped on the music and the genre. And they didn't respect the kids and the people who actually were heavily involved in it, myself included. You know, started coming up and it's like, okay, man, this is dope. I mean, like everything, you you loved everything about it and you immersed yourself in the culture. And everything that came with it. And um, like I said, cast like Run DMC, you know, just really, really blew the doors off of what it was that you were consuming. And it was just dope, man. You you missed, you know, you missed a great era. You missed 1988. Uh, arguably the greatest, greatest year in hip-hop. Uh, my personal opinion, the greatest year in hip-hop. Uh, and if you if you have any doubts, go back and look at all of the dope albums that dropped in 1988. I could start with straight out of Compton. I mean I can run off the list, but I won't for time's sake. Um But yeah, uh, groundbreaking albums, uh, Great Adventures of Slick Rick, uh It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back by Public Enemy. I man, I, I could go on and on. Uh, arguably, like I said, the greatest year in hip-hop. Also, if you missed that era, you missed 1996, which some believe is the second greatest year in hip-hop. Uh, reasonable doubt. Um, it was written, uh, the Fuji's dropped a score, all eyes on me, uh, just to name a few. I mean, like, it, it's, it was an incredible era. So you, if you missed the 80s and you missed the 90s in hip-hop, the explosion of what became hip-hop. Um, yeah, <laughs> you missed out, man. You you missed out on, on a great time. And, and, you know, one thing I will say without getting into a whole bunch of detail that, that I think that you missed. You missed an era where people really, cats really, really made albums. Like, it wasn't about trying to make a single so you could get it played on Hot 97. It wasn't about trying to, you know, make a ringtone. Of course, it wasn't a ringtone back then. But it wasn't about just trying to make a single like... People really were concerned about making albums. And you had these labels that were really trying to cultivate their artists to be around forever. You know, you look at art, you look at labels like Def Jam, and then even something in the more present in the 90s, like Loud Records. Like they were trying to cultivate their artists to the point where they were going to be around forever. And um, you don't get that nowadays. I mean, of course, you had a lot of one hit wonders back then, but you know, it was just it was about the music, it was about the love, and, and, you know, things definitely changed once money came involved, but, um, yeah, man, you, you missed a great era, you definitely missed Run DMC, you missed Eric B and Rakim, you missed a lot, a of, lot of great stuff, now, the great part about that era is that you can always go back and press play, uh, you know, you'll get some semblance of it by listening to the music, but, you know, if you just missed it, <laughs> you just missed it, um, tell you what let's take a quick commercial break and on the other side i'll give you a couple more nuggets of some things that you missed some things that you did not get a chance to see if you didn't come up in the 80s and 90s be back in just a second it certainly is a big bun it's a very big bun big fluffy bun it's a very big fluffy bun where's the beef Some hamburger places give you a lot less beef on a lot of bum. Where's the beef? At Wendy's, we serve a hamburger we modestly call a single. And Wendy's single has more beef than the Whopper or Big Mac. At Wendy's, you get more beef and less bum. Hey, where's the beef? I don't think there's anybody back there. You want something better. You're Wendy's kind of people. And just like that, we're back. (laughs) Yo, it's your boy, 12 Kyle, back on the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm talking about you know, things that you might have missed in the 80s and 90s. Maybe you weren't born yet. Maybe you're just a little too young or maybe you were just lame and you lived through it and just missed everything. (laughs) Anyway, man, um, what else you missed? You you probably missed like, entertainment was really, really big back then, man. And and I'm gonna break it down for you. Uh, I, I mentioned, you know, the advent of cable TV. Uh, one of the dopest things about cable TV was music videos. Um, music videos were crazy, man. I mean, it was it was it, it was so dope because here it is: It's one thing to hear a song on the radio. It's one thing to hear a song on your boombox, but now you got the visuals to go with the song. So that makes the song. Even doper, and here's a little, little interesting concept about, you know, the videos from back then, as opposed to now. They actually made sense. <laughs> I mean, like, if you did a video, your video about your, your video and your song would coincide. You know, it wouldn't just be about some naked woman, you know, on the hood of a car dancing, you know, shaking. Nah, it wasn't even about that. It was about, you know, and and you had to have a dope video back then, you know, especially if your song was cold. If your song was cold, you know, you had to have a cold video to go with it. Um, So, yeah, man, uh, it it was was pretty, pretty dope back then. Um, I remember, as I mentioned earlier, 1981, 82, we got cable TV. And one of my favorite channels was this little channel called Music Television mtv a novel concept that mtv actually played videos (laughs) you turn on mtv today ain't no telling what you're gonna see but i can promise you you won't see any videos um yeah man so be i mean excuse me mtv was really really dope uh you know and and what was interesting was i remember in early 80s where mtv wouldn't play any black artists uh, you know, they play Michael Jackson, but that was about it, like, Prince couldn't get no love, I remember Rick James, they didn't want to play Super Freak, and I'm like, yo, there's nothing wrong with the Super Freak video, I mean, it's just Rick James, come on, man, you know, so, it was, and eventually, they, they kind of broke down, but um, one of the things that I always thought was cool was that, uh, for me, you know, before BET came, and we had MTV, MTV actually exposed me to a lot of uh, pop artists that I probably wouldn't have normally heard on a daily basis. Um, so, you know, I got familiar with Cindy Lauper and ZZ Top and, you know, uh, who else, the Eurythmics and the police and and these are groups uh, Twisted Sister (laughs) Van Halen I mean the list goes on and on and I know their songs because I watched MTV all the time so you know the videos were on in rotation so that you know you just and so it wasn't like I mean here's this young black kid from South Carolina singing come on feel the noise I mean it was but it was cool you know so you know that's all we had and then there was black entertainment television which i thought was really really dope back in the day um 80s 90s uh now uh, not as much (laughs) but uh but love bet man um video soul my man donnie simpson uh shout out to you know rap city prince DeJour, chris thomas the mayor Big Tigger, Joe Claire, Big Les. I mean, the list goes on and on. And obviously, if you think about MTV, MTV, Yo MTV Raps was incredible. I mean... I remember watching the first episode of Yo MTU Raps, and it was on a Saturday night. And I remember just sitting in front of the TV and having a little popcorn and stuff. And it was, man, it was incredible, man, because we had never, I mean, like, this was our show. And this is before BET, and it was just, this was our show. Fab Five Freddy. And then when they came with The Daily Show with Ed Lover, uh, shout out to Ed Lover and Dr. Dre um, doing the Ed Lover dance. man it was incredible man i great great memories of yo mtv raps and and so you missed so here's what you missed about that era you missed not only just dope videos but you missed the 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 vjs if you will um with the with the great personalities and you missed the vjs who, who who had a warm feeling that made you understand and feel the music and they felt the music too so that made it even better i mean like you turn on your MTV Raps. You see Ed Lover doing his dance. You see him rapping along. And then you have people coming through. And they're freestyling. And then obviously when you when you flip it over BET. Uh, you know, once they got to the basement. Big Tigger, he's in there freestyling. I mean, Chris Thomas, the mayor, doing the little... Shout out to the shoulder shimmy. <laughs> Prince DeJour. Um, you know, so it was incredible, man. I, those were some of the best times. So if you missed that, you missed... Not only just dope videos, but you missed the VJs too, man. You miss great, great VJs. Um, another thing that you probably missed in the 80s and 90s was uh, the video games. Um, man, <laughs> I literally could do a whole podcast on, you know, some of the dopest video games from the 80s and 90s. Um, but I mean, like, My personal favorite, and if you've listened to me on my podcast or or previous on the Twelve radio show, um, the best Christmas gift that I ever got was the Atari 2600. I mean, (laughs) son. The Atari 2600 was everything, yo. I love, I told my parents I love them to death. I was going to take care of them for the rest of my life because they bought me the Atari 2600. You know, the little... You know, when you, you get crazy just because your parents bought you something that you didn't think you were going to get. Um, yeah, man, we woke up Christmas morning. It was up under the tree. I was blown away. Uh, and, and the games, obviously, I man, I could go on, but obviously Pac-Man is my favorite, one of my favorite games of all time. Um, and maybe I'll do a podcast one day about, you know, some of the dopest games from the 80s and the dopest games from the 90s. Um, But yeah, you missed out, man, on a great era of not only just games, but the gaming systems. The Atari 2600, ColecoVision, we had Nintendo, then Sega came along, PlayStation, Game Boy, uh, Sega Genesis. Um, Yeah, man, it it was, like I said, I I will probably have to come back and do a podcast just on the video games but if you missed that era man you meant now again i will say obviously because of technology you know when you think about you know miss pac-man or pac-man and and uh, or donkey kong or something like that you think about the graphics obviously the graphics don't compare to you know this you know this ai type stuff that we look at now you know where the players and, and the games are just so realistic and they should be because of you know technology's change you know 20 25 30 years from years ago so um so no you shouldn't have <laughs> any games that look like centipede did on the atari 2600 uh that being said you, you still missed out on some dope video games man and you know one of the great things about some of those you know action games and stuff you couldn't like you there was no such thing as pause or anything like that like you had to try to figure the game out like there was no Saving the game and picking up, picking it back up where you left off. You just had to, you know, learn the game or whatever. Um, so yeah, dope, dope, dope era right there. Um, what else, man, that you missed? Oh, <laughs> if you missed the '80s, you missed three people: Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, and Michael Jeffrey Jordan. I mean. <laughs> That's the, that was It's like the holy trinity of, of NBA basketball. You missed a great era of basketball. Jordan, uh, Bird, Magic, they dominated the 80s and the 90s. And, you know, the 80s was Bird, Magic, and, and, and the 90s was Jordan. So, you know, and even Jordan was coming up in the 80s trying to get to that point. But, I mean, he was still the man, you know. So, uh <laughs> it is it's hard really to put into words if you missed i mean like we had never seen anything like urban magic johnson i mean this guy was six foot nine he could run the floor like a gazelle he was a point guard he was too big for most other point guards to cover he could post you up i uh, didn't have much of a jump shot but he could score and more importantly he was unselfish and he loved to play the game um he was gonna get his teammates involved he was gonna he was showtime he was the ultimate showman man and you didn't have to necessarily i personally i hated the lakers but you you had to love you know what magic did man and i mean incredible one of the greatest hands down probably top five greatest players to ever lace him up um he's the ultimate man i mean the ultimate competitor and um you know, Irving Magic Johnson was a pleasure to watch. If you miss Magic, man, you need to go to YouTube or something because you you missed a gym. Um, Larry Bird. Phew, Larry Bird is one of the coldest players you ever want to see in your life. I mean, like, I can't remember watching anybody else in the 80s. And then subsequently in the 90s and the 2000s where you almost every shot he took you knew it was going in like it was (laughs) it was like a foregone conclusion man and and i I don't think people because bird wasn't you know he was he played for the hated boston celtics I don't think people ever really gave him his due as far as what he could do on the defensive end. But, I mean, he could, he could flat-out score. He could pass. He could shoot. He could run. Um, he could defend. And he was he was so smart. And, I mean, like, but Bird, you know, Bird really, Bird, one of the best trash talkers in the NBA. I mean, like, he talked mad trash. <laughs> so, you know, um, shout-out to him. And then, of course, Michael, Michael Jeffrey Jordan, MJ uh air jordan his airness uh whatever you want to call him uh in my opinion the greatest basketball player i've ever seen uh in many people's opinion the greatest player to ever live um you know the you know the resume six titles the air jordans um so many awards but i mean jordan was he was everything man i mean he was and i i remember uh I think this was this was after a playoff game in Boston Garden, where Boston beat the Bulls in overtime. And they asked Larry and Michael Jordan scored 63, 63 points. And they asked Larry Bird about Michael Jordan. He said Michael Jordan's not a basketball player. He said that's God disguised as Michael Jordan in basketball shorts. And I mean, like that was the ultimate compliment from 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 a great like Larry Bird uh Michael Jordan if you miss Jordan man you can go cat you, you can go see Come Fly with Me uh all of Jordan's you know his his uh documentaries and stuff like that just to get some type of appreciation but um if you didn't get a chance to see him live I personally I got a chance to see him live and in person at at one point man you missed a treat man the, the 80s and 90s we we were definitely blessed we were definitely definitely blessed um And if you missed it, you just missed it. (laughs) Um, Now, one other thing, too, that was different uh, in the 80s and 90s that you might have missed was your your home life is just a little different. Like, you know, like um, I'll give an example. Uh, When you came up in that era in your neighborhood, everybody knew everybody. You know, it, it was And there was this one little thing. This actually is one big thing. And it was, it was a novel concept. It was this place that everybody wanted to go. It was called outside. (laughs) Yo, all you had to do was, yo, mom, can I go outside? Dad, can I go outside? Grandma, can I go outside? Everybody wanted to go outside. What was going on outside? Everything. Everything was going on outside, and if something wasn't going on outside, you could make some. You could easily make something pop outside. I mean, like outside was the place to be. Uh, I, I I laugh at my children and, and the kids of this era when I see them outside. They're only outside for a few minutes and they come in the house talking about it's too hot. Well, like, man, we ain't never said it was too hot. It ain't never been. It was like 120 degrees outside growing up in South Carolina. And I still wanted to be outside. <laughs> I mean, so nobody cared about any of that stuff, man. You didn't want to. You, you wanted to be outside. So, you know, coming up in the 80s and the 90s, um, Your home life was different because like i said if for nothing else you you wanted to be outside uh everybody knew everybody so everybody kind of looked out for you you know what i'm saying like if you got into trouble uh there was a possibility that you could not only you you were going to get a spanking at home but you might get a spanking from the lady down the street too you know especially if she or your next door neighbor she caught you doing something you weren't supposed to be doing Um, so you, you miss that era of the community, really just what I call community spankings, (laughs) community discipline. Um, and that was a great era, man, because everybody seemed to kind of look out and care for each other. Not to say that it's not like that now, but it's totally different. You know, everybody's kind of, you know, on their own little tip and I understand why. I mean, things change, um, also in the neighborhoods too, uh, depending on where you live, uh, everybody had a candy lady <laughs> uh, you know now in in, in in this era there's probably not no such thing as a candy lady but back in the 80s and 90s had to have a candy lady in your neighborhood and the candy lady she did just that she sold candy and you went to her crib and you bought candy and you don't know you didn't ask no questions where the candy came from you don't know if the candy was expired <laughs> you were just going to eat the candy um so yeah that was always cool um and the candy lady was always, you know, she always had the goods. She always had whatever candy you needed. She had it. <laughs> I mean, I can never think about any time in the eighties going to the candy lady's house and she didn't have, you know, the, the, the Apple blow pops or the uh big league chew. <laughs> or some snicker bars she always had something for me so you know and and it was relatively cheap so you know we kept going to the candy lady on a consistent basis now keep in mind most of the candy ladies in your neighborhoods you know that money was probably tax-free so you know they did not pay taxes on it but it's all good it's all love it didn't matter you the candy lady so you know and it's understood that ain't nobody ratting ain't nobody snitching no (laughs) anything like that um what else was dope about that era? Um, I mentioned phones earlier, and just got got me to thinking about um, what was dope about that era, especially like in the eighties and nineties. Man, was like, like when I got to like middle school, it was like talking on the phone on three way, <laughs> the proverbial three way phone call. You know, you call your boy, and because like you want to call a girl, but you don't necessarily want to call her by yourself, so you call your man first. And then you get him on the phone and then like both of you call her, call the girl and then y'all talk to her or whatever like that. But it's understood that you like her. And so like, but you just got your boy on the phone, really just there to just, you know, kind of be the conduit of the conversation, <laughs> which really thinking back on it makes no sense. But you missed that in the 80s and 90s. I mean, that was really, really big, uh, the three-way phone call. Um, speaking of phones, like another thing that was really, really uh, that you missed in that era was in the 80s and 90s like you if you had a phone in your house you had a long cord like everybody had long cords there was there was no you know it went until like the maybe mid 90s where you got the 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 cordless phones everybody had the long cord so you probably you know you're walking and you're tripping over stuff or maybe you get tangled in the cord it was always a nuisance but hey you know it, it, it was still a great time Um, and there were no such thing as caller ID. I think the caller IDs didn't come in into play until like right on the back end of the late nineties. So, you know, when the phone rang, you didn't know who the hell it was. (laughs) You just picked up the phone and started talking. So, uh, that era was definitely, definitely different, man. So you, you missed that. You missed out on that. Um, another thing you missed out on, man, was, Saturday morning cartoons. I mean, what can I say about Saturday morning cartoons? Saturday morning cartoons were the dope, may have been one of the dopest things from the 80s and the 90s. And again, I could do a whole podcast and I just may come back and do another podcast on just some of the great cartoons from the 80s and 90s. Um, Unfortunately, when you turn your TVs on today, on Saturday morning, cartoons are nowhere to be. (laughs) Nowhere to be found. And of course, I know you have, you know, your cartoon networks and stuff like that. So, you know, you don't have it, um, you know, so there's, I don't even want to say there's no need for it, but it's not the same. But in the 80s, man, and the 90s, was nothing better than getting up in the morning, early six o'clock in the morning, you get your little, you got your little Spider-Man under rules on, come downstairs, get your little bowl of cereal, a blanket. And you're sitting on the floor and you your cereal watching your favorite cartoons and you watch it, you know, up until like noon and and wrestling. Well, I don't even call it wrestling, wrestling would come on. You watch wrestling like for the rest of the afternoon. But <laughs> but um but yeah, man, you missed a you missed a great era of Saturday morning cartoons. Um Also, if you went to school in the eighties and nineties, elementary school, middle school, high school, um, You missed an era where I particularly remember where you would get what they call corporal punishment, meaning that they would spank your ass at school. (laughs) And full disclosure, your boy, 12 Kyle, actually got two licks when I was in the eighth grade. I was talking in class and I had been warned. And I think I was on my like my second warning. And the teacher sent me to the, the vice principal's office and he gave me two licks. I had to bend over and hit me with a wooden paddle twice. Didn't hurt. He swung like a sucker. I took it like a G. <laughs> I went back to class bopping like ain't nothing happened. But um, but yeah, uh, I don't think that corporal punishment is n- no longer in the school systems, Uh, Because people don't want you touching their children anymore um i can understand why but you know yeah you missed that 80s and 90s yeah corporate Punishment, you got spanked at school um another thing you missed and maybe not so much as the 90s but definitely in the 80s yo was the paper bag paper the paper bag book covers now you had when you and let me break it down for you so when you had a a, a book right you get a book let's say your science book um, especially if you got a new science book, you don't want to necessarily damage it because you will be responsible for that book. So you had to have a book cover. So I don't necessarily know how it, ha- how it went with people who had, you know, let's say a little bit of money. <laughs> but uh, we would take a brown paper bag, cut it up and mold it around our books. And that would be our book cover. So you got the book cover, you know, so now you got you you covered it and you put the little tape on it or whatever. You got a book cover, you can write your name on it, you can put designs on it, you can do whatever you want to do, and you don't have to worry about your book getting damaged. Now, of course, if your book if you got caught with your book in the rain, then you might mess up your brown paper bag book cover, but you know, you can make another one. This is no big deal. You know, but yeah, brown paper bag book covers, man. The dopest that was more 80s than it was 90s but you missed that you missed a great era of making your own book covers um another thing you missed from the 80s the great trapper keeper <sighs> man <laughs> there was nothing doper than the trapper keeper man you go back to school you got your nice fly trapper keeper kept all your, your notes and stuff like that you know it was the dopest notebook ever in the history of man uh, so if you didn't have a trapper keeper, you just missed out. Um, obviously, if you didn't come up in the 80s and 90s, you missed out on a lot of fashion. I could talk all day about the fashion that you missed, but I mean, you missed out on obviously the hip hop era, fat shoestrings, you missed the door knocker earrings, and my personal favorite that I ne- that I personally missed, even though I didn't, it wasn't my intent, was the starter jacket. Man, I wanted to start a starter jacket so bad. My mom was like, "I'm not paying no hundred fifty dollars, no sweat, no starter jacket." So didn't get a starter jacket. I mean, I and I, I, you know, to be honest, I still want one to this day. I may go buy one if I can find one online or something like that because uh, I can afford it. But I mean, like, it's just for the nostalgia, man. It's just a starter jacket. Like, I mean, all my boys, they had dope. They had the Raiders starter jacket, the Eagles, Cowboys. I mean, like starter jackets, they look so cool. Um, Google it. If, if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, look up the starter jackets from like the, the, the mid 80s, early 90s. Man, those jackets was cold. It was so cold. Um, so you missed out on a lot of fashion. A lot of fashion. 80s, you know, you know, big hair. <laughs> uh, you missed out on a lot of dances. Um I, I I could go on and on about that. Um what else did you miss? You missed writing. Nobody writes these days, obviously, with the advent of technology. You know, you got computers and stuff like that. So, you know that. But, I mean, back in the day, man, in the 80s and 90s, you had to write letters. You had to write. <laughs> so, you know, and I've said it before, man, I'm from the go-together era. Like, you, we go together. Me and you, hey, will you, you want to go out with me? We go together. You, will you be my girlfriend? Check, yes. Check, no. Check, maybe so. <laughs> That's the go-together era, man. We went together back then. So, you know, you had to write notes and you could pass notes and stuff in class. But uh, I remember writing love letters um, and, you know, I just and that's something that my kids would probably never do because, you know, they have phones so they text everything. So um, but yeah, if you didn't come up in the 80s and 90s, man, you just man, and I wrote some dope love letters. <laughs> and if you have a love letter for me, consider yourself privileged. Um yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you missed out, man. You missed out on a great great era of writing. Nobody writes anymore. And um nobody writes in cursive either. Uh that's another subject for a whole another day, but um but yeah, man, we we just we we had to write. So, you know, think about it. And I remember even like when I got to college. I got to college in 1991, um in the fall of 91 where my friends because we all went to different schools, we would write each other letters. I mean, because the, the internet was just coming around. And I remember one of my friends, she got, she she hit me up and she was like, well, hey, here's my electronic mail address. And I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> what the hell is electronic mail? You better, you better write me back. <laughs> so, you know, we wrote a lot of letters, man. So we sent a lot of stamps and stuff like that. So it was all really, really dope, really, really dope era, man. So if you missed that, you just missed it man great great time all right tell you what we're gonna take another quick commercial i'm gonna come back wrap up the show but before i wrap it up man i'm gonna give you the certified top five things that we've abandoned since the 80s and 90s hold tight i'll be back in just a second And I, real respect me, fake cause want beef, cause they know that's the only way we ever gonna speak. We never gonna see eye to eye. Your type of real I don't recognize It's all televised. Mobsters opt to not get in beef. There's no business in it, it only brings police. Winks is want beef, and the name in the street. Most time end up with a brain where they should go. You should know if you gon' do something and you go to radio. We all know you frontin'. <laughs> they shootin', nobody dyin'. Somebody better put somebody body on somebody eyein'. Sometime soon somebody lying. I ain't buying that Josh shoveling I ain't duckin' for nothing, cousin. I'm too tall to act small, you liars. Alright, that's enough. mom. Gonna... Sure. Yeah, let's take the right. Yeah, let's take. Put that, put that, put that to that. Sweet. Just the end of that. And just like that, I am back. All right. So here we go. I, as I was, you know, kind of putting this show together and, and, and putting this podcast together and thinking about what I was going to talk about, uh, I started writing, making some notes and stuff. And I started thinking about, I was like, man, you know, it's some things that we just, you know, like I've, I've given you guys a lot of stuff as far as what you know, how things were in the 80s and 90s that you probably just missed. And then there's some things that we've just abandoned altogether. And it got me to thinking, I was like, yo, man, I can come up with a quick top five, the certified top five things that we've abandoned from the 80s and 90s. Um, all right. So here we go. Number five. Waterbeds. And I know you're thinking like waterbeds, trust me when I tell you in the eighties and nineties, but well, you know what, maybe not so much as the nineties, but even like the seventies and eighties, waterbeds were everything. Like if you had a waterbed, you were cooler than cool. You were doper than dope. I mean, like that was a status, excuse me, a status symbol, uh, particularly for a man, um, you know, very playeristic. Uh, if you had a water bed, I remember my uncle had a water bed. I went to his crib, man. It was just like, it was so funny. Just kind of laying on it and moving around personally. I don't know how anybody could lay on something like, (laughs) like that to this day, but you know, I'm older now, but when I was, you know, 10 or 11, I thought that was dope as hell. Um, but yeah, man, I I mean, and maybe somebody can hit me up on Twitter at 12 Kyle or hit me up in the comment section. Do they even still make waterbeds nowadays? I don't know that they do. Maybe they do. I could be wrong. Um, but if you go to somebody's house and they have a waterbed, they're definitely a player. I mean, I mean, like you, that was just a prerequisite. Like if you were a big time player, you. if you were a player with the ladies, or if you're a lady, you know, female player, I mean, you had a waterbed. That was just, it, it just came with it. I mean, it's like, you got a gold chain, you got to have a water bed. <laughs> You got to have a waterbed. Uh, but yeah, I think we've abandoned waterbeds. I don't know if we need to try to bring them back. Um, personally, I would never get a waterbed because I don't think I could sleep comfortable on it. But, you know, I mean, a waterbed, you know, it has its advantages, you know. <laughs> shout out to making waves <laughs> uh, so yeah and it. we've abandoned that um number four video rentals yo remember when blockbuster was popping blockbuster was the joint man i mean like i know now everybody got netflix and chill and all of that good stuff man but blockbuster was the joint and then obviously you know from blockbuster uh, spawned a lot of you know other video rental places and um you know but video rentals i mean obviously over a period of time like just it vanished and I knew things were going going bad when Blockbuster like filed for bankruptcy and then they were talking about shutting down. Uh, you, you knew it was it was a wrap then. But I mean, man, back in the 80s and 90s, man, that was a dope thing, man. You get yourself, you, you had your VCR, you you know rent some movies for the weekend and you just chill. I mean, like that was everything. That was it. Didn't get any better than that than renting some movies and then you had to rewind them and take them back <laughs> or you get. You hit with a little fine or whatever. I still have my Blockbuster rental card to this day. I don't know you know, what I could do with it, but I still have it. Um, so, yeah, man, we abandoned the, the, the video rentals. Those are no longer in existence. Uh, I remember when I was in college, my first job, first job I ever got, man, was in a video rental store. This place called Video Warehouse. Uh, shout out to anybody who works for Video Warehouse. And I think they're still in business. Um... Yeah, shout out to them, man. They gave me my first job. Uh, I was an assistant manager. Uh, and we had a, one, of, one, of, one of the favorite parts of the store was our X-rated section. <laughs> oh, man. Incredible, incredible. So, yeah. Um, number four, video rentals. We've abandoned those. Um, number three, Columbia House Record Club. <laughs> man you get all your music now on you know itunes or spotify or title or you just got you know crazy mp3s or what have you but man back in the day you had to get your music off columbia house you, you would order <laughs> 11 tapes for one cent <laughs> which is crazy when you think about it and i don't know how they made their money but yeah, you would you would sign up with this thing called Columbia uh, House Record Club and put your name, your address and stuff and you would send like a dollar or, or sometimes it'd be a penny, but you get like a your initial response would be they would send you you'd send them a dollar and they would send you eleven albums or eleven tapes or what have you, and then like in the early nineties became eleven CDs. And then they would subsequently keep sending you, you know, CDs and stuff. And I remember, man, I got like 40 CDs and I don't think I ever paid for any of them. <laughs> Statue of limitations up, right? Huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 yeah, never paid for any of them. So if you ever come to my crib and you see my CD collection, just know that about 40 of, them, 40 of those joints we never paid for Shout out to Columbia House, which is probably why we abandoned it because people like me never paid. <laughs> um, number two, uh, certified top things that we've abandoned since the 80s and 90s. And this one hurts my heart, man. Number two, the record store. Uh... Again, people buy their music and stream their music through their phones and their computers and stuff. So there's no need for a record store, and it's it's just sad, man. Because like I remember growing up, man, that was the joint. We would spend hours upon hours upon hours in the record store, man. I remember just going shout out to Ray's record store, my hometown, Florence, South Carolina, man. We would go in Ray's, man, and just chilling there for like hours. And a lot of times, man, to be honest, we would buy albums just on the strength of the album cover. Like, if you had a dope album cover, we was going to buy your album. But you only got to see that because of record stores. Obviously, you know, in the 80s and 90s, there was no internet. So, you know, a lot of the stuff that you got was via word of mouth. And you went to your local record store to get, you know, your, your, your music. And, um you know, they just slowly faded away, man, so we've, I think we've totally abandoned record stores, I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to find multiple record stores in a particular place, in a particular mall, what have you, uh, I knew things had gotten bad when Tower Records closed, when Tower, whenever, when when they told me Tower was shutting down, I was like, oh, it's a wrap, Tower was one of my favorite spots, yo, um, but yeah, man, record stores, we, we've totally abandoned, and number one, I kind of alluded to it earlier, uh number one thing that we've abandoned uh of the certified top five things that we've abandoned since the 80s and 90s. One, two, arcades. Three, <sighs> Son. Let me tell you something, man. The art if you missed you, one thing you may have missed was the 80s and 90s, the time that you could spend in an arcade. Like you your mother could drop you off at the mall. And you literally, you might walk through the mall for like 10 minutes, but you could spend like four hours, especially if you had enough money, <laughs> you could spend hours upon hours in the arcade, man. And it was just dope because like you would be in that battling with your boys, you know, girls would come in and you try to talk to girls and then you maybe... Start hustling up some money from them, especially like if your quarters got low, uh, you get yourself some more tokens. At least that's what I did. I you know, really can't speak for anybody else, but um, but yeah, when the girls came, I tried to show out. <laughs> but um, but yeah, man, arcades were everything, man. Um, obviously, you know, as technology progressed and and you know we got more into the personal home video games, uh, you know, arcades became obsolete. But you know, to to for me. Even to this day, if I'm walk if I'm in a mall and I'm walking past and I happen to see an arcade, I'm going in. I'm going in and I'm gonna find a game to play. I'm just that's just me, man. I just I love it. And I mean, yeah, Dave and Busters is cool. Uh, you know, your your regular amusement parks or whatever to have arcades is cool, but there's nothing like going into that video arcade and just staying in there for hours, man, playing your favorite video games, you know, trying to get the high score so you can put your name up on the screen. <laughs> yeah if if you missed that in the 80s man and the 90s you just missed it And, and it's unfortunate that you did but that's my certified top five things we've abandoned since the 80s and 90s so there you have it man i just wanted to sit down and put some stuff together man and again if you're listening to this and you're a millennial or if you were just too young for the 80s and 90s or maybe if you came up in that era you don't remember any of this stuff you might be lame <laughs> you may not be as cool as me but it's okay i mean you i'm rocking with you uh, nonetheless man it, it's, it's it's always good to sit back and, and reminisce you know some things you just if you didn't get a chance to catch it you didn't get it and you just did for whatever reason And the cool part about it is you can always go back or you can listen to a podcast like mine and it'll take you back. And if you came up in that area, I'm pretty sure you had a good time listening to this and reminiscing. Uh, That's going to do it for me. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. I'll check you out next time. Five thousand.